Hello and welcome to My Circus, My Monkeys. Today, I want to talk to you about an opportunity to supervise differently. So if you've been frustrated and exhausted and stressed at how supervising is going so far for you, stay tuned because we're going to talk about a way to supervise that makes you feel more confident, more empowered, and less stressed. You're listening to My Circus, My Monkeys, the podcast for supervisors in education or any field that emphasizes growth and development. If you want to reign in the chaos and transform your team to better serve your students and clients, keep listening. This podcast explores essential information on supervision, employee engagement, and using a strengths-based framework to empower you and your team. We'll examine the latest research in psychology, neuroscience, education, and beyond to help you and your team get to the next level with your host, Ann Brackett, the Chief Engagement Officer of Strengths University. Hello, and welcome to Episode 70 of My Circus, My Monkeys. Now, if you're listening to the podcast, then this all seems perfectly normal, but I'm actually video recording myself while I'm doing the podcast. So now you have two different ways you can absorb this information. If you want to see my face while you listen, this is going to be on video. But if you don't want to see my face or are driving or whatever the situation is, then you can just listen to it on the regular podcast. So another slightly different twist. Weekly, we typically have this podcast. But this past week, I got my COVID booster. And even though I didn't have any reaction the last two shots, I absolutely did this time. And I did not get a podcast episode out last week. And we have winter break, the holidays coming up. So what I'm going to do is a four-part series that's going to be released over the next seven days instead of a weekly podcast. And then we'll return in 2022, because that's coming up, with our weekly podcast. So today, I want to talk about an opportunity to supervise differently. If you're a person who works in higher education, there's a pretty decent chance that at some point you're going to be supervising people. Maybe they're professional staff, maybe they're faculty, maybe they're students. And sometimes when I ask people if they're supervisors, I'll get a kind of weird response like, well, yes and no, they're just students. But when it comes to supervising, there really is no just about it. Supervising people, whoever they are, means managing a team on top of the work you have to get done yourself. So when you're supervising effectively, it isn't just about making sure things get done. It's about you leading your team to successful outcomes for themselves, their students, and your institution. And it's about you knowing who you are as an authentic leader who knows how to maximize your team so engagement, well-being, and productivity are high for you and the people you lead. But how many supervisors do you know that are actually living that right now? Are you? Most of the supervisors we've worked with are stressed and overwhelmed, if not outright burned out. Why? Well, why don't you tell me? Are most of your days filled with back-to-back meetings? Are you frequently interrupted by your team, students, or even your own supervisor? 
Do you spend most of your time putting out fires instead of strategically moving your department forward? Do you feel like you're never actually going to catch up on the work you need to do? Maybe you come in early, stay late, take work home. Do you leave work feeling exhausted? Do you feel like something has to change or you're absolutely going to be burned out? If you've answered yes to even a few of these, you're not alone. But what if I told you it doesn't have to be that way? What if you could look forward to going to work? What if you could lead your team instead of playing catch up and putting out fires? What if you were the one prioritizing your day instead of circumstance? What if you could do more? Nope. What if you could do less and achieve more? What if you could spend most of your day focused on the things you do best? And what if you had hope? Not that things might change, but that they will change and for the better. If that seems too bit good to be true, it's not. Now, like I said, we're doing things a little bit differently, and I'm going to release a series over the next seven days. So in, those ser- in that series, in this series, we're going to be talking about how you can supervise in a way that gives you more confidence, makes you feel more empowered over your day, and reduces your stress. So a common byproduct of the current higher ed culture is supervisors feel less than. Supervisors think, if I was just better at blank, I wouldn't be struggling. Or maybe you're thinking, if I just manage my time better, I wouldn't be so far behind. So why do so many supervisors feel like they're in over their heads? Why is imposter syndrome so rampant among supervisors in higher ed? It's not because you're not good enough. It's because you haven't been given the training and support you need to be successful. Now, most supervisors I know, including myself, did not get their job because they were good at supervising people. They were good at what they did. And maybe during your interview for that first supervisor job, they asked you some hypothetical questions about how you would lead a team or what your philosophy was on supervision. That certainly would happen to me. But as long as you didn't say anything awful, like I lead with an iron fist or I really like to get in there and micromanage things, it seemed like it didn't really matter what you said. And then you got hired. And then I got hired. And if you're like me, once that happened, there was little, if any, training on how to actually supervise. You're expected to hit the ground running and just know how to manage your staff, do your work, and juggle between the two. It was really up to us to figure it all out with maybe some advice from our supervisors or colleagues. Now, if you're a first-time supervisor, all the supervision stuff is very new, very fresh, and you're just trying to figure out the best way to lead your team. The rest of you, like myself, have probably been supervising for enough years to feel like you've at least got a handle on the situation and have some sort of system. But the real question is, how effective is your system? Did you know that supervisors who don't have an effective research-backed system to lead their team lose one day each week of personal productivity. Other studies have shown that when, again, supervisors don't have the right systems in place, team members will only be productive for about 90 minutes a day. Let me say that another way. 
When you don't know how to effectively manage your team, you're wasting an entire day each week. And that's 52 days a year. And as far as your team members go, if they're only productive for 90 minutes, that's 390 minutes they aren't. And that's assuming it's a regular eight-hour day. Now, I'm sure when you think about how hard you and your team are working and how much stuff you're doing, maybe you're wondering how you're not being productive. Like, how is that not getting done what needs to be done? Yes, you and your team are doing things, lots of things. But the real question is, are they the right things? Warren Bennis, one of the pioneers of leadership studies, said, leaders are people who do the right thing. Managers are people who do things right. So no matter how hard you work and your team work doing all the things, if they aren't the right things, you're going to burn yourself and your team out without necessarily accomplishing all those aspirational goals you have for yourself, for your team, for your students, and even society. Now, before you start getting down on yourself, once again, for not living up to some external or even internal standard, I want to remind you of what I said earlier. You haven't got the right training or support to be an effective supervisor. So why would you be? Could you have spent all that time, the time that you have free, looking things up, trying to figure it out? I mean, I guess. (laughs) But given how much work has been expected of you and everything else you have going on in your life, does that really seem feasible? Maybe you wanted to get some training, but you couldn't find anything that worked for you. Or maybe you wanted to get some training, but sorry, it's not in the budget. It's not your fault. You're not where you need to be as a supervisor. But you and your team are paying the price with your time, your well-being, and most importantly, your energy. Now, why is energy most important? Because your energy is your most valuable resource. It's not your team. It's not your budget. It's not your time. And think about a time. This will kind of help you understand what I'm talking about. Think about a time you looked at your schedule and you happened to see a free afternoon or, or maybe a whole day that just had nothing on it. And so you quickly blocked it out so you could catch up on work that day. You were really excited thought about everything you were going to get done, and when that day came, how much did you get done? For most of us, not much. Why? It wasn't because you lacked the time. It was because you lacked the energy. You were too exhausted. And when you're not focusing your your energy on the right things, it spills out everywhere, leaving you little left for the most important things, both at work and home. Whenever you don't know how to do something effectively as a supervisor, what happens? You end up spending way too much of your energy thinking about how to handle blank. You spend your energy running around asking this person or that person, your supervisor, HR, colleagues, what are your thoughts on the situation? Oh, and hot tip, even though other people are happy to give you their thoughts and opinions, most of them haven't been trained. So they don't actually know effective ways of dealing with the situation either. And then When you're trying to do other things, your mind keeps going back to how Bill isn't really pulling his weight around here, and you've got to do something about it, but you don't know what it is. And then you just start spending more energy feeling bad about yourself 
because you haven't done anything about it. And all of that leaves you feeling drained and still without answers. And during my career, I had a similar pop problem pop up. And I think this one is pretty common for people. What do you do about that underperforming staff member? And I'm talking about somebody who's, I guess, technically doing their job, but just not in a way that shows much passion, growth, or effort. There were several of these folks over the years that I just didn't know how to motivate and wanted them to either step up or honestly just go away. And I spent so much energy each time this happened because I assumed they were the problem. I thought about it, tried to motivate them, talked to my supervisor, HR, trusted colleagues. But at the end of the day, I didn't have a solid plan, aka system, for dealing with that employee. And each time it happened, I thought it was a unique situation. So I'd go through this over and over again, and it never occurred to me that the problem was I didn't have an effective performance management system. And honestly, why would I? No one had ever even said those words to me before. I was a supervisor for 20 years, and no one ever talked to me about how to manage the performance of my team. Everybody involved just acted like it was perfectly normal to go through the scenario over and over again when someone else didn't do what I thought they should be doing. I wasted so much time and energy on this, folks, because I didn't have the skills and knowledge I needed to be effective. And what's worse, no one even helped me identify what my real problem was. So when you have the right training, one that gives you the knowledge you need, helps you develop the right skills, and supports you as you set up effective systems to make sure that knowledge and skills are put into action, you can serve all that energy. When Bill does does blank again, you don't need to waste your valuable energy figuring out what to do because you'll know what to do. You can skip all the drama and confusion and move directly into solving the problem. Even better, these systems can prevent problems from happening in the first place. Now, in my next article... I'm going to go into more depth in my next article. I also, this is also an article form. So if you just want to read about it, you don't want to see me, you don't want to listen to me, you just want to read about it. Maybe my voice is annoying. Sometimes it is to me. So in my next podcast, article, video, whatever, however you're consuming this, I'm going to go into more depth about exactly why your systems are so important and how they're connected to your energy. But for now, What I want you to do is start thinking about, and even better, writing down how your energy is showing up for you throughout the day. Now, you can focus on just your workday or your entire day, so stuff that's happening at home as well. But either way, I want you to note the following. One, write a few notes about what you're doing. Like, what is the activity? Is it a meeting? If so, a meeting about what and with who? Is it a project or task? Are you doing strategic planning for something or working on getting details finished? Just what is it it that you're doing? Number two, jot down the time of day. We all have different biorhythms. And so there's different points of the day we naturally feel more energetic and more lethargic. So once we kind of get a log going of your days, you can start to kind of use this information to better plan out what to do when during the day. The next thing you want to put down is how is that activity impacting your energy? 
Do you feel energized or drained? Certain activities and, honestly, certain people are going to give you energy. Conversely, certain activities and absolutely certain people are going to seem to suck the energy right out of you. And then there's stuff that maybe doesn't seem to impact your energy at all. So think more of like a neutral. We'll talk about this more in a later podcast episode, but there's definitely a connection between your energy and your talents, habits, and systems. The habits and systems we're going to get into next time. Um, So these things are connected, but for right now, I just want you to start thinking about yourself in terms of energy. That's the most important thing. So those are the three main main things I want you to do. Again, just what you're doing, time of day, and how it's impacting your energy. But if you happen to have taken Clifton Strengths, the talent assessment, or if you just kind of feel like you have a good grasp on some of your talents, you can go ahead and add a little bit of information about, about that as well. So in blank activity, what talents are showing up for you and how is that impacting you? If you haven't done those things, if you don't really think of yourself in terms of talent, don't worry about it. Just that switch to thinking about yourself in terms, terms of energy is going to be really, really powerful. And really, the whole point of this is that just by taking a few minutes each day to reflect on how your energy is showing up for you, you're going to be better able to understand where you're using your energy most effectively and where there are energy leaks, aka wasted energy. You don't have to make a thorough list. You don't have to write down every single thing that you do and exactly how you felt the entire day. You just need to get into the habit, even two minutes a day, and get you started seeing these important patterns. And again, this is an important first step to becoming a more effective and less stressed supervisor. Because until you start to realize where your energy is going, you're not going to know where you're wasting it. You're already overwhelmed trying to juggle the work on your plate, plus all the fires you have to pull out, plus all your staff. You can't afford to waste your energy on things that aren't making an impact or because of systems that don't align with your goals. And again, more about this next time. But remember, supervisors who aren't being effective waste one day of productivity each week. This is how you start getting that day back. So in the next podcast episode or article, or again, however you're consuming this, we're going to look more deeply into how this idea of energy connects to your habits, talents, and systems. And this includes looking at how our brain actually works. So we'll get into some light neuroscience that seems a little like, oh, neuroscience, that seems a little ridiculous, but it's really going to help you tie all of this together. Now, in the meantime, if you have any thoughts, comments, questions, please just go ahead and how again, wherever you're watching, listening, reading, write them below, shoot me an email, however you want to get that message to me. And if you happen to know any other stressed out supervisors, LOL, if you happen to know any, um, please share because I that is my passion. That is the, the mission of Strengths University is to really help overwhelmed supervisors become more whelmed. So until next time, stay strong. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. 
You can find this episode's transcript and links, as well as other episodes, on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org/mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. As always, Alicia and I are here to support you as you reflect on where you are and where you want to go. One great way to invest in yourself and your team is to join us for the summer cohort of the Supervisor Strengths Institute. We are revamping the Institute this summer to make it even more manageable for your busy schedule. It is the same great content, but we've condensed it so you can work through each week's modules and start implementing change even faster. We know that life can too easily get in the way of you staying on track, so we've also added a bonus for everyone who completes all eight weeks of learning. You will get an additional 60 minutes of our time, and you can use that for more individual coaching, a short team session, or to receive a discount on a longer team workshop. Our Summer Institute starts on May 28th, Go ahead and register now. Check it off your list. We want you, your team, and your students to shine their brightest. And that starts with you. So join us for the Summer Institute using the link in the show notes. Or if you have questions about the Institute or other services, contact us at Anne, and that's A-N-N-E, at strengthsuniversity.org. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links, as well as other episodes, on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.